Every one of us has a unique story to share. By sharing these stories, at times we can inspire and also help others feel like they're not alone. Finding similarities through sharing of our life's journey, that's the foundation of building a community. That's what our podcast is about. Welcome to In Our Community, Season 3. Celebration of healthy and local produce through Culinary Masterpiece. Not only are they passionate about cooking great food, but they also care about where the ingredients come from and supporting the local purveyors. It is my honor to sit here with today's guests, the owners of one of my favorite restaurants, Route 11 Bistro in Bloomsburg, PA, Mike Jones and Katie Malloyd. Thank you so much for coming in today to chat with me. Hi, guys. Thanks, Katie. Hey. Uh, it's so great to have you guys back. You guys are on season one, kind of talking about your shop and your history. Today, I want to get a little bit more juice out of you guys in terms of stories through COVID, uh, why you do what you do, what keeps you going, all that kind of stuff. Um, so let's start, like, let's just dive into it. All right. How, how did you guys do through the COVID pandemic? It was, um, it was scary to start. We actually, we, we closed... We closed the restaurant for two weeks because we knew we had got guidance, um, you know, from the different departments through the state and federal level that, you know, everything had to be to go. We weren't even allowed to have our dining room open. So we had to close and order in all the paper supplies for to go everything. Uh, And so there was there was a lot of changes. You know, we used to do everything on plates and um, we had to switch to wrapping everything up to go when we eventually did reopen we kind of stuck with the paper wrap and did baskets because it kind of just made sense for our bottom line of you know we didn't have a giant stack of dishes to hand wash at the end of every day but uh Mm. yeah covid was um it was it was tricky but we actually we we ended up having a lot of fun uh in there too but i you know i'd say a big thing if if it wasn't for the ppp it would have been a lot Mm. tighter and we didn't get a ton of money from that but the little bit that we did get really kind of smoothed things out and gave us a little bit of breathing space um but you know really it came down to our customers they were so supportive and so great that we didn't really see a drop we actually grew especially wow through yeah. like through covid well while the dining room was closed we actually grew yeah. uh That's so interesting. It was I, crazy. yeah i mean you really i, I think it's mostly due to the customers yeah. really mm. uh their support was really great because they saw so many restaurants going under during that because right. of all of the issues uh what was your mindset like were did were you fearful at some oh, point yeah. or you, was it stressful it, it was our first um it was our first anniversary so right after our yeah. very first birthday they were like happy birthday Route 11 we're like oh my gosh one year of business and they're like literally what a week later or so we got the news that like covid was sweeping across the country and we were gonna have to shut down and I'm like we're not gonna survive well March 14th would have been our one-year anniversary and we had to close I think that would have been I think it was a Sunday or something for some reason or no it was a Friday and we worked through that Saturday and then they told us all of the new guidelines and we had to we we closed up the restaurant to figure out how to do it uh so you know we ended up putting a table at the front door and people could place their orders at the door call them in um we also adopted physically allowed in the building yes we also adopted online ordering at the time which i was 
I don't know. I'm a little bit of a Luddite, so uh, I was uh, sort of opposed <laughs> to it. I didn't think it was going to be such a thing, but online orders are huge. Yeah. I mean, people mm-hmm. love, I mean, and I get it. You know, you can pick everything out without having to explain it to somebody on the phone, and you right. can look at it and make sure this is exactly what you want. And, um, you know, we have a lot of uh, people who are particular about things or they have allergies or, you know, whatever it is. So, um, yeah, online ordering became a big thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I bet. I bet you 20% of our sales every day oh, are yeah. done through online orders. Well, in Square, we use Square for mm-hmm. everything, and they actually reached out to us and said, like, we know you can't have people in your building. We know you can't, you know, this is going to be weird for everybody. Um, so they didn't charge us to build us an online store. Wow. And they did that for all of their customers. Yeah. Um, you know, there's, like, a minimal fee now, but for those, it was through the whole pandemic, they did not charge us. Um, they wow. built it for free. I mean, we we had to build it, but they gave us that platform for free. Uh-huh. And, I mean, I remember, like, when we finally did get all the masks and all the things that we needed and the packaging in, and I was like, okay, we're going to reopen. And then I was like, nobody's going to come. Like, why would they come? And because they can't come in, they have to stay yeah. in the way to block the door. And yes. um, AJ, being as tall as he was, he could, like, manually open and close the door because he could reach the thing at the top. and. Um, I was like, no one's going to come, and they still came. Like, people still came, and they would call, and they would stand outside, and, you know, there was – it was definitely the customers because they would, they would like, put money in the tip jar, and I'd be like, that is way too much money. And they're like, nope, it's not. Like, you know, just hang in there, and, you know, we have jobs to go to. You guys, this is your job, you know, and we wouldn't have gotten through. Yeah, this, this leads me to think, like, you know, I think the way you guys operate your business is similar to how – I like to operate mine in terms of like we like to take care of the community, right? Mm-hmm. The finance aspect might not be the most luxurious in terms of right. the way we operate, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, but when I feel like when we take care of the community, community takes care of you. Yeah, right. It sounds like that's been your experience oh gosh, through this yeah. pandemic as well. Yeah. And honestly, like anytime somebody comes up to me, he's like, "What? Well, do you have any advice? Like, if I'm gonna start my own business, like how to make a lot of money?" I was like, "Number one, don't focus on that." Mm-hmm. You know, it's and and every other business book will tell you like that's the thing that you have to worry about. But I think it's the opposite. If you want to thrive in a small community like ours, if you put the community forward, community centered, they kind of come back and like in times of need they. Like, I can't, we wouldn't be here without them. Right. right. Yeah, uh, I'd never be able to run a corporation. Uh, yeah. I just, <laughs> I, just I, I don't have that, that, I don't even know, uh, I want to call it anger in me, you know, uh-huh. <laughs> the, the ability to just feel like you're ripping everyone off yeah. all the time, you yeah. know, just to save a buck or something, you know. I mean, saving money is great, but... Mm-hmm. you know at what cost uh, yeah so tell me a little bit about you know you guys are huge on locally sourced ingredients right um i have a list of this list of the the locally vendor local vendors that you guys utilize yeah how did you come up with this idea of let's use the local sources instead of using like a corporate route um because it, it, to me as a consumer it makes a huge difference i can taste the difference in the food yeah well that's that's it that's yeah. it. I mean, you just get you get better quality products. You know, all the different restaurants that I worked in over the years leading up to, you know, my first adventure, the little cafe I had before mm-hmm. we opened a food truck, before Root, you know, everything up to that point, it was all off of a truck. You know, one of those, the, the big restaurant companies. Um, I don't want to say any names, but mm-hmm. we would get things and you'd get cases of lettuce that were they were on their way to being bad when mm. they were delivered to you. And then you have to make that work for two, three days 
before you get another shipment of probably just as bad stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was just, and the, just the quality, you know, lettuce is an easy one to look at because, you know, the stuff we get from like Gibbs Farm, not only do you get so many different varieties of greens in there, but that stuff, if I left the bag in the fridge for two weeks, it never lasts that long. But if I did, <laughs> it'd still be good. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, and the, the stuff that we would, you know, get ordered in from one of those companies it it wouldn't be good in a couple of days let alone two weeks um so yeah yeah you can just it it works better for us because we have an easier time making good food because we just have good stuff to put on it so you can't feel good about serving someone something like that like right if i got lettuce like that i wouldn't want to eat it so why would i want to charge somebody for it and then expect them to enjoy it you know Mm -hmm. It gives you a better sense of yeah. purpose when you know that you're putting out something good. You can feel better about that, mm-hmm. you know, versus flipping burgers at a fast food place or something like that. You right. know, I'm still flipping burgers all day, but they're they're really <laughs> they're really <laughs> good. You're uh, flipping the best burger in yeah. town. I yeah, know. It's tr- and, it's and everything that goes into it is is yeah. good. You know, it's good happy beef and like the toppings and the sauces and everything. Like we we make them with all sorts of cool like locally sourced things uh you know obviously there's still like vegan mayo is a big thing that right. we have to buy that in because mm-hmm. uh you know all the times that we've played with coming up with some of those pre-packaged items um, never really worked out well no. so mm-hmm. there are you know obviously there are some things that we still have to order in but um you know i'm happy that you know five years in to this venture and still no uh you know big trucks pulling up out front with pallets of yeah random foods so what are the challenges that comes along with that territory of always trying to focus in more on the locally sourced foods well pricing i mean Mm. it's definitely it's going to be more expensive because they're smaller companies so they you know can't really cost average out you know the prices down as much as those bigger companies um and also supply sometimes you Mm. know they have a hard time getting us the amount and it's a lot of phone calls you know each one each one is a different person i have to call it's not one main vendor that i can call and say i need x amount of this 10 pounds of these whatever i have to call each of them (laughs) individually every week and give them an update of where we stand and figure out you know if the if the goats are going dry are we going to get our goat cheese on time or Mm. you know uh if it got too cold or we had an early frost are we not going to get any lettuce this week Mm. uh you know there's uh, in the winter time eggs are a little bit harder to get because Mm. they lay less you know um all those things it's um does that like <laughs> mentally weigh you down at points or do you, are you like have gotten I'm, better at changing stuff constantly in your yeah, head? Yeah, I mean at this point we don't Yeah, I don't really know another way, you know, because that's how I did it with the food truck, that's how I did it with my little cafe. So, you know, I'm going on 10 years of wow. doing doing it that way. So, there's really, you know, I don't really know a different way to do it. I'm just assume it's all going to be you just stay busy all the time yeah a pain in the butt Mm. but you know it's fine it's just uh it does cause complications sometimes and you know you got to find a quick fix for things but that's what restaurants are all about i think so can you give me a a little example like a quick adjustment that you had to make based on let's say uh, something was out or like you, you couldn't get the supply that you wanted um yeah, well, th- luckily, there's usually backups, you know. Mm. So if, if one farm falls through, I remember, you know, we, we, I had a long, 
a lot of uh, issues with lettuce uh, with my like first little cafe with this one mm-hmm. farm. And they were new, so I was trying to help them out. And I was new, so I was still figuring it out. But they just had a really early frost, and all their lettuce got wiped out. And everything that they had planted after that got wiped out. Mm. Luckily, one of the other farms that I got chickens from was also growing a lot of lettuces, but mostly Mizuna, which is like a very mild mustard. So Mm. my salads for a week or so were very heavily um, mild mustards, but it was so (laughs) cold out. It was so cold that, you know, it wasn't spicy mustard or anything, but Mm -hmm. it was a lot of mustard greens in a salad, but, um, but they were really good. (laughs) <laughs> they, they, so, you know, that was that was one. Or um, one time we ran low on beef from my dad's farm. We just it was between mm. butcherings and we didn't get one back. And we had to drive all the way out to Lewisburg, Lewisburg. Uh, to go to another guy who did really good beef and mm. buy. I don't even know what we got. Two hundred pounds of beef from him or something. But wow. You know, yeah, it was, <laughs> enough. was a weird day. I went out and got it. And I was just like, thanks for helping us. Yeah, and he had some. He was somebody that we were talking to, but you know, we didn't really need another beef source for ninety-nine percent of the time. You know, my dad can we can handle it with what we did, and that was early on with the food truck. So we were still sort of figuring out our numbers and mm-hmm. what we would go through in a day. So that was that was kind of our fault. You know, just we underestimated what we would go mm-hmm. through, um, which is great i mean we did better than we we thought we would but uh yeah so we had a guy that reached out to us and we said hey it's not gonna be a regular thing but we could really use some beef and had to do it so then you know you just add a an extra hour and a half to the day of running out there and picking up beef and figuring it out quality like it was the same quality that we would use so it's not like you know we didn't run down to the grocery store and pick up beef you know we found a really good farm that has the same you know goals that we have Mm -hmm. and he was lucky enough and sometimes we just have to take stuff off the menu. Like, we just yeah. have to say to people, and most of our customers actually are, like, part of our family now. Like, they come in every day, or we see them a couple times a week. So we're like, well, we ran out of this. And, you know, and they're like, okay, well, we'll try this instead. You know, mm-hmm. like, they're at least very forgiving with that. Sometimes we just can't get it, or we don't have it. And they, so. they say it in kitchens a lot, like, monkey see, monkey do. And sometimes you won't sell something for two days. And then one person orders it in the morning, and it seems like every person behind them says that looks good, and they order. Really, it, you know? Oh, and yeah, so you'll just interesting. You just get beat up on it, like something like mushroom black garlics. Mushroom every black once black. in a while, like we only sell like two or three a day, and then there's other days where there's like twenty of yeah. them. you know, and it's interesting. Just, yeah, but I think everybody's sort of connected on some sort of level, you know, brain waves, and <laughs> I, 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 I really think like you know, once you start huh. seeing a trend in the morning, you, it usually yeah, carries it's so through. Strange. Like, That's it really. Yeah. Tell me more about that. Yeah, well, yeah. Did you ever go into work and like you work in a place, you know, you work with all these people and you end up wearing the same outfit and you're just like, oh my gosh, why are we all wearing like we'll all yeah. show up with purple shirts on? Everybody's <laughs> wearing purple today. Nobody planned it. You know, it's just one of those things. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> but yeah, it's like it 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 happens actually yeah. pretty regularly. You know. Really. Yeah. yeah people can. Yeah, they just all get on that same trend and they just go for it. And I mean, you know, some of it's like weather related. When it's cold mm, out, yeah. you people know, want pe- soup. people are going to get soup. Well, you know, I, I took soup off off a menu again at my first little cafe for a week because it was just it was like late July, just super hot out. And I thought nobody's going to want soup. And there was like a mini riot. You know, people were mad. <laughs> so like, people you, never do it again. Never. Yeah, you never <laughs> not do soup. But we always I, I mean, it doesn't matter how hot it was all summer long. We sold soup. You know, and now that it's getting cooler, now it's really, it's really now soup-y. I'm now I'm making extra soup. You yeah. Know? Um, so y- yeah, and that's that's another one. You know, I'll make something that was a huge hit last time, right? And I make this soup again, and then hardly anybody buys it, and then 
you know, you just, you can never really fully predict things, but yeah. usually I make, well, not, I try not to because it's a lot of work, but a lot of times, uh, I'll end up making soup twice in a week because yeah. whatever mm. I made, it sells so quick, then I have to make more or, mm. uh, and then sometimes by the end of the week, nobody bought the stuff <laughs> I just made, but, uh, you know, um, I've got plenty of soup in the freezer. Yeah, I was uh, say, there you go. Yeah. 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 Everybody <laughs> gets awesome. soup. Uh, <laughs> he just starts <laughs> giving it out at the end of the day. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. I mean, usually actually it almost always lands perfectly. You know, there's less than, you know, a quart of soup left at the end of that's any good. week, which is, it's kind of a little miracle. We've got that figured out pretty yeah, well. Yeah. That's awesome. But, uh, sometimes, you know, you end up with a lot and I've, definitely filled my freezer now with all sorts of soups that <laughs> <laughs> um katie i want to go back to the point that you talked about how your customer base is almost like a family yeah um i've been there anytime i go there i feel happy and i feel like all the customers are smiling and it's not always the case when you go into a restaurant there yeah. are some grump grumpy servers and grumpy workers but your place always seemed to ha attract people who are excited to be there who are excited to be eating foods where do you attribute that kind of culture or the you know the, the feel that you get yeah. when you walk into the restaurant i think it's just a natural thing like i didn't so everyone says um like one of our newer employees said well but i'm not i don't know you guys like i'm new new and you're all friends and i'm like i didn't know any of these people Idiots. except for i was gonna say bozos <laughs> but i love them all <laughs> oh <my gosh. laughs> except for michael uh -huh. obviously know him um but you know you just grow to like they just it, you know you know them now like they have these magnetic personalities and everyone just you we just get along so it's really hard when we're trying to find people because mm. it's like oh my gosh can they tolerate us well you that's know? the <laughs> that's the big thing with like hiring is it, it's more like I, I, skills are great but i i can't just have skills i gotta i i gotta be able to basically hang out with you for eight nine yeah. ten hours a day uh and i mean like pez i don't know how she She's been able to put up with me over everything. I'm so glad me that and, you're getting this recording. Me, me and her on the food truck, like, you know, I, I, anyone else would have probably, like, put a knife to me at this point. Like, but, you know, she puts up with me. She and, like, you know, uh, Kelly, uh, well, I married her, but, like, you know, she never wanted to help in the restaurant. No. And she came in. But, you know, she's a great worker, and she gets along and has fun with everybody. Everybody that came in, you know, it's just – yeah. That was the big thing I was looking for. It's was first positivity. like, do I do I like you? Am I gonna have a good time working with you? And yeah, do you have a a, a sort of uplifting uh, yeah. you know mm -hmm. attitude, not the opposite? You know. Right. So would you say it was intentional in terms of how uplifting and happy your coworkers are? I don't think we knew are. it was gonna happen. Like it just I didn't, I didn't happened. see that happening. I I mean, I've never done anything like this before. This was me just blindly following Mike, mm. you know, trying something new. So I didn't think that I honestly didn't think that was going to be the case. And I'm so glad it was. But they're just they just all have, you know, it gets really busy in there. Like it mm -hmm. gets very stressful sometimes. But, you know, they'll just start dancing or singing or doing what they're doing. And yeah, there's times where they have to go in the back and be like, oh, it's too much, you know, and then we just, just take a break. It's okay. You know, but our customers, they're the same way. Like they just feed off of our energy or we yes. feed off of theirs. Right. I was going to say they level, they level yeah. each other out. If yeah. like, we're a little bit down, we're going to get picked up from the customers yeah. and vice versa, you know? And yeah. I, I mean, I think, you know, maybe a little tiny bit of it is with like just sort of the fun atmosphere, like mm -hmm. just the like the physical things that we've put in the space to just try to make it a little more comfortable and a little more uplifting. But I think that's a really small part of it. I think it, it it's mostly, you know, 
the people and everything it's in there. Just good energy going around. Yeah, there's like this. There's an old saying or something, uh, you know, in buildings, like an old door, like it'll sort of imbibe itself with the people that go through it, you know. Mm. And like the older the door is, the more energies it's taking in and stuff. And I think you know our place, like the tables and the countertop and everything is just kind of absorbed all that. So it radiates it out, you know, a little bit. So if yeah, you're it's part of the original building. Yeah. I love the layout you guys have too. Cause you see the kitchen and mm -hmm. the, the entire staff. That was as, intentional. Yeah. yeah. I was, I was going to yeah. say it's as you walk in through, you can see everybody, every single worker is always smiling, smiles at you, says hello. Yeah. yeah. Even the t way the table set up, um, it's faces towards them. So it's right. almost like created to be, as interactive as possible between the people that's working there and the customers. That's what we, we kind of wanted. We didn't want to really hide anything. You know, we didn't want people to wonder what was going on behind the scenes. You know, you can mm -hmm. see it all right there, yeah. you know, and, mm -hmm. uh, and also it just gives us an opportunity. If we're short staffed, we can kind of keep an eye on things a little bit better than, you know, um, luckily we haven't really been too had, had too many staffing issues, but like, you know, it, it's just, it gives us better visibility of the space. It gives the customer more visibility of everything. Well, I was building it sort of on like the old sandwich shops where, you know, it's yeah. just a little counter mm -hmm. and everything's right behind you there. Like, mm -hmm. that's fun for me. I like to watch people, you know, Plus, do what they do. The way we mm -hmm. grew up, like we have a huge family. Okay. And my parents' house is massive, right? Like, because there's just too many people in that house. So it's humongous. But nobody ever goes into any of the other rooms. We just stay in the kitchen. Hmm. Like, everybody's always in the kitchen. So they're cooking or whatever, but I mean, got to the point where my mom put like recliners in the kitchen because nobody would leave the kitchen. <laughs> so we're just all, we don't ever leave. Like holidays, stay in the kitchen. You know, don't go out to see the beautiful Christmas tree in the living room because we're all in the kitchen, you know? So I think we just grew up that way. Uh -huh. And it's like, that's how it feels when we're there. We're in the kitchen and then we're out hanging out with you in the kitchen, you know? And That's really interesting. Yeah. That's awesome. So this idea of where it came from in terms of how you guys grew up is now kind of like the foundation of how the restaurant was set yeah. up. It seems to work. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and the, the, the thing that connects your customer base to your workers and everybody else is this happy food that is locally resourced. Yeah. Which that connects all of us in terms of for people who enter the building. And it's really neat. It's, um, you know, if you haven't visited their restaurant, I highly, highly recommend it. Um, one of the things that I didn't want to mention is you guys are huge in terms of my recovery journey, you, you know, Mike, I gave you a call right away. I was so excited to it hear was, you. <laughs> uh, I, I, I mean, told everyone. <laughs> <laughs> it was, um, you know, when I initially woke up, they told me that my kidneys were shot. So I had to be on what's known as a renal diet. Yeah. I knew nothing about the renal diet, but as soon I didn't as, either at yeah. the time. Yeah. Uh, we learned a lot, <laughs> didn't yeah, we? we did. Yeah. Um, but I knew like, who's a culinary expert around in this area. Mike, you're one of the two people that came up to my mind. It was you and Christian from PB and J. Those are the two, yeah. two restaurant owners that I was like, I need to give them a call. Cause I need to figure this out. Yeah. Um, because I've always believed that you are what you eat, right? right? So you need to give your body fuel that's going to help in the process of growth or even recovery in my case, um, to give the, give it what it needs to go to the next phase. Right. And then, you know, good food is going to help in terms of, you know, after going through what I just went through, I knew that that was going to be a key factor. Yeah. So, and I was like, man, who would be a good person to contact that's going to bring in quality food that's going to be locally resourced. So it's not like traveling from California to here before it gets on my plate. Mm -hmm. I was like, 
I know Rue 11 does that. <laughs> yeah. So I gave you a call and, you know, you guys delivered and it was just, you know, I can't thank you guys enough for that. Um, I attribute a lot of how quickly I was able to get out of the hospital to the food that I was eating, consuming, which the, the big part of that goes to you guys. And, and your spirit. <laughs> you know, you, yeah. No, I just, I just knew like your food was so incredibly filling and it was not only was that satisfying my body, it was filling my spirit. Good. Oh, so good. it was, you know, it's yeah. the secret ingredients love, right? When you're right. cooking. Right. Love. I tell people yes. that all the right. time. They Absolutely. <laughs> and then Katie, your kids and peds and your staff were writing notes on the boxes. <laughs> and I truly, truly appreciated that. Sure. Yeah. Um, so what was that process like for you, like trying to figure out this Reno diet? Oh, my God. I, I must have sent him like 600 texts, which I, if you know Mike, that's not his thing. Like, get to the point. <laughs> tell me what you need. I'm very busy. Um, yeah, it, <laughs> It was tricky, uh, mm. you know, because there's so much conflicting advice, even from yes. different professionals yeah. on what is allowed. So right. I was making basically sort of he made like pie. a chart. Yeah, I was making <laughs> oh charts gosh. to try to like figure <laughs> out like, OK, nine out of ten say this is good. But and this guy says don't four eat out of six <laughs> say that this one is not yeah. good. So I was basically weighing out what the most people were recommending mm -hmm. and trying to stick to those items. And it was, I mean, there, you know, you get one list that says no, yeah. and then you get yes. another list and half those things on the no list are on the yes. And like, that's only, that's only, you know, two uh, opinions there. I need to get more. So I had to keep looking at yeah. other papers mm -hmm. and, you know, started to, started to read some like research stuff yeah. on it, mm -hmm. but th that I, I thought maybe we're going a little too deep. So, <laughs> you know, I just tried to, keep it simple but i guess that's that's kind of how the food is you know it's it's like when you're making a painting if you add too many colors they all just turn to brown you yeah. know and mm -hmm. you can lose stuff i've mm -hmm. seen i've worked in kitchens where people are making soup and they just get excited adding every spice that they can think of before you know you basically have a mud of you're not sure what it is but it's <laughs> not yeah you like know. mike can tell you what people say well what's in the blah 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 and he'll say, is it for an allergy? Like, do you have a specific allergy? I can tell you right now, yes or no, it's in it or not. But he but, can tell you. Wow. Every but like, uh, yeah, but uh, the, the big thing is, it's like less is more, really. You know, like it's mm. keeping things simple really does really show off those couple key ingredients that are in there. So, you know, I kind of at early on figured out with like your meal stuff. I was like, well, just do less. Like just do a few simple things to right. really like highlight what you're getting there and that'll really mm. show everything off and nicer, just focus on you know, that right. that before be you're, best for you. yeah, before you get too distracted by all the other stuff going on. And in your case, it, it's kind of easy because there was only, yeah. you know, 11 different <laughs> yeah. things I could use. Yeah. <laughs> it made uh, it simpler, right? Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I hope he likes this because this oh, is a was good. combination. Every, no, everything you brought was really, really good. I do wonder, though, I'm sure like in today's world, there's a lot of dietary restrictions that, yeah. that people present to you guys. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How do you guys handle that? Well, we just try. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm, you got, yeah, that's a nice thing about the open kitchen is people are worried, you know, about like, gluten uh that you know mm. that's the big allergy now like 25 years ago i guess it was peanuts you know yes. and then it got into soy and then um and those ones are still around but you know you hardly hear anything about a peanut allergy now now it's mm. it's it's gluten and um because of our menu we do have a lot of vegans that come in so every mm -hmm. once in a while we'll have some people asking you know what's your process for cooking, cooking on the grill place, yeah. you know and we have our grills basically split you know there's the, the left side is just for breads and vegan things and then the right oh, side wow. is more meat and 
you know, um, and that just, it keeps a, a level of separation. Like I don't have room for two grills or I would just have one that's just for gluten-free because mm-hmm. that would make everything yeah. easier. But, um, yeah, it's just, you know, everybody gets trained to know just to really handle this as a, as a serious thing, you know, um, does it, when people come in with like a strange dietary restriction, like renal foods per se yeah. to renal diets, um, do you get excited? Like, is this like a problem, like a puzzle that oh, you want to solve to, real yeah, quick? Yeah. I love to figure that out. I, unfortunately mm-hmm. that one is tricky because we do, yes. we do put salt, you know, we, we yeah. season everything. And a lot of our stuff, even though inherently like steak isn't salted, but we pre-marinate everything. So like, mm. you know, it, it does like, I can work with you, but you're gonna have to give me a couple of days to make you something, you right. know, or we'll, we'll try to do those things. And, um, we always keep actually our steak. We do keep some portions of it unmarinated because we do have a few customers that can't, you know, they're basically on that diet or have just such extreme allergies that, you know, but we can, we can always come up with something, you know? Mm. Um, but sometimes it, yeah, it's unfortunate because the whole idea with the restaurant was I didn't want to make a vegan restaurant or a burger place. I just wanted to have the stuff I like to eat and the, you know, just good stuff. But I wanted everybody to be able to come. So if you had, you know, four different types of eaters in your house, I would wanted everybody to be able to eat something. Mm. Uh, Instead of having to stop at like three different places. Right. Gotcha. So it does, it does, you know, bothers me a little bit when somebody does come in with like really strict guidelines and we can't really do much for them you know it does Mm. kind of brings you down but fortunately we we're pretty accommodating so we've been able to get through most of those Mm -hmm. yeah talk to me about like build the process of building something new or something like as you were starting yeah where do you start so like i like to i like to cook so i'm always thinking in terms of like i'm I'm starting with protein right like what protein do i have in the house what can I make with this? I actually went through that process last night because it's like, <laughs> I got chicken breast, but that's all I got. I don't uh-huh. know what I want to do with this. There's and always more than just chicken breast. <laughs> yeah. there, if you've got that, you got the battle won pretty much. You know, you, you, you can. Well, so you mean with like creating a dish? Yeah, creating a dish or even in these dietary restrictions, like where do you start? Well, early on, and I, I was a big, and I still am, a big fan of a book called The Flavor Bible. Yes, and okay. I, I bought that because of you. <laughs> oh, yes. okay. So, it was too complicated for me to understand. <laughs> uh, well, I love the way that, like, Baby so if you, if, you, if you go to the page with chicken on it, okay. right, and you can follow it down, and listed in bold print is all the things that go really well with chicken. And mm. then in a, a medium print are the things that can occasionally pair and then in a finer print it's things that if you do it with certain dishes it works well uh-huh. you know so if you go down that list and you say okay wait i have balsamic all uh-huh. right and then you're oh i got tomatoes you know you can like put something together really quick with just a few ingredients and really the the rule like i stated like five five things you know uh-huh. and you can make a really great dish you know when you start adding you know 10 ingredients you know well it can get tricky to get the right amounts so that you're not overpowering or distracting from the the point of it which would be Mm. the chicken you know in this case so yeah it's kind of well okay we need another burger well what flavors do we already have what do we want to hit on you know like the vermont is like that's the sweet and savory right there you know and then the uh black garlic that's umami you know that's just like that's why I like yeah, it. It's so good. It's so good. And then, <laughs> Those are like, your two burgers. The, yeah. sou- the Southwest, even though, like, I, I 
you know, I wanted to do a spicy burger, but the problem is, you know, there's a lot of people that are particular about how much spice. So instead, mm. I just went for the illusion of spice, all the things that you would get with like a southwestern sort of, you know, spiciness, but without any of the heat to it, you know. Mm. Um, and, you know, it's just trying to figure out where you have an opening, what you want to do with it. You know, if you we've got a lot of sandwiches, we don't have a hot sandwich for for vegans what do we do okay well what other options do we have and try to you know direct it from there where you have a gap or something so it's like uh you know we all in in fitness we call it like science of coaching and art of coaching okay so it sounds like yeah there's a science of cooking and art of cooking oh in terms oh, yeah. of yeah yeah, yeah. Sure. oh yeah that's, yeah that's yeah. really really it interesting needs to look good it needs to smell good it needs to taste good it needs to also serve a purpose yes so. Yeah. And even like filling up the menu is almost like an art in terms of you're trying he to had offer like something. A map that he drew. Like when we started the menu, he has he's like a graph paper guy, so he uh -huh. has like books of graph paper. He does everything on graph paper. Not and everything, but oh, yeah. Practi <laughs> that, practically that everything. and little scraps of paper. Yeah, little tiny scraps. <laughs> he hasn't bought a notebook I've since got, like ninety four. Well, I have <laughs> notebooks, but like this is my this is my this is my day to day. So, oh my god! Uh, <laughs> but look at all the things I've crossed off already. You know? That's awesome. Hard. But uh, yeah, right yeah. there, Hitty. So Hitty. yeah, you're <laughs> on there. Uh, so he literally just like just started with ideas and just like okay, we want to do soups, salads, and sandwiches, and then vegan, not vegan, you know. And uh -huh. he just made all these little tiny lists, and then we were like, okay, can we source all the things for this one? And then he'd write the farms next to them. Wow. You know? the, the restaurant menu was almost a breeze because we had the food truck we had a mobile mm. test kitchen yeah we could see what people responded to right. and what didn't and there were things that we were doing you know every other week on the truck because people loved it so much so uh, you know they were like i knew we were putting those things on like vermont you know? burger <laughs> yeah half the menu black garlic burger half the half yeah. the menu was was already there we just needed to sort of put it Fill together the gap. Yep. Yeah, yeah and then find find the missing pieces yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that was like, the the food truck was really helpful for that, uh, and that was probably the, the the best thing that came out of that truck mm. was just like the ability to test things out in different spots and, you know, play with it because you can you can just get a small amount and run it for one event. Mm -hmm. It's not like. It's not like doing it at the restaurant because um, I, I was never really big into specials. I don't know they they just never seemed special to me. You know, I I just never liked. Well, because most restaurants, specials are like the stuff they couldn't sell. The so stuff then you want to turn them into something else. Yes, to get rid yeah. of you're right. Else. I Left noticed that. Like, wait, this yeah. special is in the menu. Yeah. Like, why is this special? Right. <laughs> so we don't really right. do specials because right. we make everything. Except you know. for tacos. Well, yeah. and we and we that do that because yeah. that was that was <laughs> that came from the food truck yeah. though, because oh. because everyone said, well, you do the the tacos on the truck. When are you gonna do them at the restaurant? And I mean, it's it's popular. I mean, it they do really well every. Everyone hates Taco Week though, because it's just adding this like, they, you Extra know, they're, layer. well, it, it's all cooked, made the order right then. So you know, you'll get people that'll order, you know, six or eight orders <laughs> of tacos, and you're filling up your grill with yeah. these taco and things, taco yeah. and you still got all the other menu to make yeah. for everybody else that's there. Um, and tacos are small, so people can eat a lot of them. Yeah. So yes, it does, it, you know, it can be. Yeah, the, I, guests, uh, the guests come in and say it's Taco Week, and the staff is like, Ugh. "Yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> we know." Tacos are fun though. It's such an easy way to layer flavors. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Between the protein and the you know the veggies and the sauce and yeah. all the toppings, yeah. uh, that was one of the things that first got me in, excited about like cooking. It's like, oh, this is what 
art of cooking is is like really figuring out how to layer everything yeah yeah, yeah. it's like a little yeah. adventure and then when you make something really good you're like wow it's so fun, it's so fun. yeah yeah well unfortunately <laughs> we're coming up on time i feel like we can oh, keep wow. talking for yeah talking yeah. for hours and hours about um your story and everything else uh route 11 located in bloomsburg um on Route 11, yeah. right? Yeah. On Route Happily 11. Happily named, yeah. yeah. Happy, <laughs> Happily named, you're right. I hope uh, everybody goes and visit them. Uh, they are open Wednesday through Sunday? Saturday. Saturday, Wednesday yeah. through Saturday. Lunchtime to about dinner time, right? 10 to 5. 10 to 5. Yeah. 10 to 5. Yep. Um, you will never regret it. You can find them on social, Instagram, and Facebook. Yeah. Um, and check them out. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll talk to you next week. Thanks, Eddie.